Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the last episode of season 10. And I'm, I'm sure we always say this at the end of every season, but that's, it's kind of been slow fast, a bit like pregnancy. Uh, I can't even remember when we started this season. Um, yeah, anyway, so we're going to have a chat about <clears throat> our current training. And I know we talk a lot about blood glucose and blood pressure, but we thought we would just do a little recap on that as they're just such easy ways you can monitor your health at home or wherever um and there's sort of well i don't know how new the research is i don't know coming out on like blood glucose and sort of diseases like alzheimer's but it's very interesting uh the gents know more about that um i don't don't think it's very new but it's more more progress is being made. Yeah, I think this is not particularly new. As yeah. in, there's been a link for a while. I yeah. think there's been more study recently, though. It's mm. Just generally, it's an ongoing increase in study. Okay. Yeah, I think now it's more the. I guess the research is more. How do you say? Like, it's making sense. It's more concrete. Mm. Like before, it was, and you know, like maybe anecdote, but now they're. There's a lot of links when they see you guys with higher blood sugar or just not, uh, uh, like glucose uptake is not that good and they're noticing later in life there's a lot of uh, neurodegenerative problems. Yeah, like the Alzheimer's. It's it's so interesting and I think, and, and like I've said this before, like even in pregnancy, just the links to high blood sugar and then you know, issues like autism, <clears throat> children and metabolic issues later on in their life. So it's, and it, and it truly is so simple to it, it, do at home. Like, Yeah, it's, I think it's the top of the list when it comes to metabolic health issues for anyone as we age. I think um, from a lot of what I'm reading, it's blood sugar. Blood pressure, I, and I always forget the third one, but there are three, but... Oh, come on. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember it, but I know blood sugar... Your blood sugar must be high. Uh, blood pressure, your, I know... Your brain is dying. <laughs> yeah. Actually, his, his, we, you, you did... Oh, Leon yeah, did his uh, HbA1c recently. It was really good. What was it? 4.4. Yeah. Yeah, wow. uh, yeah and uh, yeah, I guess uh, whenever we do the checks... I. I well, on Yours days I don't. high in the morning. Yeah, it's if interesting. I don't sleep well. Mm. I I think you should do what I did, like that really intensive two week thing. It was interesting. Yeah, when 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 we did it was yeah I didn't notice with sleep mostly and uh, of late with the early morning sessions maybe. <laughs> yeah. Where, but um, I guess it can also like I've I've found which is interesting if if I wake up at night and I'm really really hungry. And then I take it in the morning. I'm like, oh, it's going to be super low, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's because your body is stressed and it's like, okay, you know, if it's dipped so low in the night, 
Yeah. You know, you've you know, your body does what it's got to do to yeah. to, to raise the blood sugar, um, which I think you know is it's it's just interesting um, to kind of to kind of know your body. Even today, like I. I just felt suddenly so tired, like I couldn't even move. I was like, I wonder if it was something to do with blood sugar as well. I don't know. It's always yeah. yeah it's I don't know. What might start checking it a bit more regularly. You know what, what I find crazy is um, I will remember the third one, but I know it has to do with stress. But it's crazy how um, blood sugar, blood pressure, you can easily check at home. And to see how they affect us and, you know, metabolic health, lifestyle and every everything you do, even all the way to your hormones, your brain function. Yeah, and it's true. literally, yeah, it's stuff you can check every day, monitor and see if you're in the danger zone, see if you're heading there. You know, like it's it's crazy how there's, and I was telling clearly, there's just not many, I guess, ads in between maybe news. That's another story, but just even schools i learned about checking blood sugar what a few years ago because uh, you know when we started taking it seriously but it's crazy how it's stuff you can monitor from i think as early as 15 when you understand biology and stuff and you just don't hear so much about it and yet they're you know like top of what yeah. affects our metabolic health as we age to be fair, when you look at blood pressure and blood glucose, they're very easy to control. I think the hardest one mm. for people is stress and cortisol. Yeah. So if you can rule out the other two, at least you only have stress to deal with. Some people can't rule out stress in their lives, you know, jobs, yeah. kids, mm. family, you know, you can only mitigate. So if you can control the other two yeah. and be in a healthy range of the other two, at least you've only got then one. Yeah. yeah and the big thing was stress management if you can manage your stress well and i guess you're checking your blood sugar and blood pressure you can see oh okay when i'm highly stressed this happens like you have the data you know okay i didn't sleep well i'm highly stressed and it's it's basically I stuff think you can work know on they're stressed i yeah. think you know i think generally like people know the obvious sides of stress. So yeah. It may not. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the non-obvious ones are a tricky one. Like, like yeah. a lot of people don't even realise that the lack of sleep. You know, especially you, know, you guys will have a baby, but lack of sleep <laughs> in the early, yeah, you know, the early parts of a kid's life. You know, for the adults, increases stress, which therefore affects everything else. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and people just think, you know, oh yeah, I get five hours of sleep at night. I'm okay. I feel, you, know, you can feel rested. Yeah. The fact is, it's, um, you, know, it's you know, it still affects cortisol level in your body. I always say to people, make sure you're asleep by two two a.m. because due to cortisol rise and dips, yeah, you, know, you don't want to be awake at two a.m. because your cortisol levels shoot up. Yeah. yeah. You mean you want to be. You know, with your circadian rhythm there, when that gets out of sync, then it's yeah. it's really difficult. And I mean, we are evolved with light and dark cycles. Um, Hence why shift work. Yeah. A lot of people who work shifts are actually chronically, you know, physiologically stressed. They may not feel mentally stressed per se, because they're so used to working shifts. But their body, and anyone who's actually, I say that, but anyone who's worked shifts, at the end of your late shifts, or your night shifts, 
I've worked shifts. You know, you get to the end, you feel knackered. And it's yeah. not because you're tired per se, you're just drained. You know, mm-hmm. your body is not, you know, feeling great. And maybe you are tired because you have, you, it's, it's hard to sleep during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of other things. But the fact is, by the end of those night shifts, you, you know, Normally, that's the thing. Normal night, normally it finishes night shift. You go on to rest days. Yeah. yeah. You know, normally, you know, sometimes in the police you just have to double back, and come in early for you know, specific reasons. But there was always meant to be an eight-hour window. Yeah. You know, but eight hours isn't a long time. Yeah, you, know, you gotta get your sleep in that time as well. But <clears throat> you know, so. But the fact is, you know. Even on your first rest day, you're normally just getting over the fact that you've been working nights. Like your rest days after nights, just used yeah. getting your body back to some sort of normality. Uh, it's like um, one of the it's a podcast I was listening to this week, and uh, I think it's just Dr. Huberman talking, and he's like, for years when he was a resident, a resident doctor, he would. You know, the way they work, late night shifts and yeah. all that. He would always blame his diet for... Because he'd check his blood sugar after a night shift and, you know, it's high. And uh, over time, he realized, like, his glucose uptake was bad. But being in that lifestyle, he refused to blame sleep. He always thought his four yeah. or five hours was amazing. Then after, and now, I guess he started doing... Even during residency, just started taking naps, just watching his sleep, and because he is a good eater, like diet is fine. And later on is when he was like, "Okay, now I have to stop being in denial. It's it's the lack of sleep, you know. It's I know I'm a doctor and everything, but it is lack of sleep. And as much as a lot of doctors go and it's like, ah, oh, you know, I get four or five hours, I'm fine. He 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 showed in the research, it's like. You might feel fine, but if you check your markers, there is no way you're fine. And he, for a long time, he refused to accept. He was like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to change my diet. I'm going to train harder. But <laughs> it can't be the sleep. And then now he's just into sleep and he can. you can just see how it affects your glucose uptake. You can see how it affects blood pressure How and, and it's... And vice versa, here's yeah. the thing, all those things are linked together. Like, yeah. yeah, when you've got high blood pressure, your usage of, you know, your blood glucose is affected. Yeah. You know, because just, you know, because you're not at a, you know, a decent level in your body, you're not, at, you know, in your stasis. Yeah. Your body's, you know, forcing it. So your blood glucose rises, stress levels rise, and vice versa, you know, when your blood glucose is high. You know, you'll notice stresses are high if it's chronically if it's chronically high. So, you know, those things are all interlinked, and you know, that's just and that's the whole point of the human body. Yeah, nothing happens in isolation within a human body. It's, it's like the engine of a car. Yeah, if your carburetor, uh, say carburetor, it's your age. Uh, if your alternator's <laughs> off, yeah, your battery's not charging. Yeah, you know, it could be a simple belt issue. It could be you need, need a new alternator. The same in the body. It's like, you know, it could be a simple thing that you're just missing. It could be a major thing. Yeah. But the effects that can be similar, you know, the engine's not running as well as it should be. Yeah, and I guess more, it was also more on, you can't know if you don't, you know, have the data. Yeah. You, you'll feel fine, yeah. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
years and years of accumulated, you know, fatigue, um, stress. May well, we can all handle a bit of stress, but you can't know it's high if you're not checking. And it could be on the higher range, but it's like there's no way for you to find out and work on something if you don't check the data. You could be there. And humans, we, we may have this thing where we don't like to know because we know when we find out and things are on the, you know, bad range, it requires work for you to get to a healthier place. And I feel like that's also one of the reasons a lot of people would rather not know. So, well, I think people don't want to know because they want to change. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because it change is work. hard, <laughs> and humans are pretty resistant to change. So, if you don't know, and not, you know, I'm, I'm classic at this. Hey, get the doctors. You know, the <laughs> fact is, and Kyle always laughs because you're scared of the doctors. And so I'm not scared. I just know as soon as I go and tell me to stop doing something. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and the reality is, yeah, I don't want to change what I'm already doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. do less. So, yeah. and that's and that is why people don't check. Oh, yeah, I, for me, it's more of a physical side. They tell me to stop doing. Yeah, maybe even no. tell me to stop training. Yeah, or yeah. Um, but the reality is, yeah, and that's human nature. Is you know to not change. We're all quite, you know, we like to keep to our habits. Yeah, but yeah, it's a. Uh... It's first, I, I'm, I'm just fascinated at, you know, how the simplest of markers of which everyone and anyone can learn in two, five minutes and check. And it's not expensive. And it, it's not expensive. It's, well, it's cheaper than going to the doctor. It, it's, 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 I mean, yeah, it's yeah. cheaper than, you know, a packet of... I think there's <laughs> a, a careful balance there because what you don't want is a world that becomes... yeah. yeah. Obsessive. Your kids, younger people, becoming obsessive because it, it can become you start obsessed about one thing when you're checking scales, yeah. and your whole life becomes around obsessive behavior. Yeah, you know, have you ever met someone? You know, someone maybe a bit older. My mum was a classic example. She gets a high cholesterol check at a doctor's, and then the whole life and what we do comes around trying to lower that cholesterol score. Yeah. Well, yeah, I told her many times. It's just a load of nonsense. But you know, one thing is my mother never listens to me. <laughs> she thinks the doctors know best, yeah. which generally on a lot of things they do. But when it comes to cholesterol, I think you know most doctors are still living somewhere in the past. There, yeah. Um, you know, because no matter what my mom did, actually, cholesterol score did change. Yeah, much. you're right. That was number three, cholesterol. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Thank okay. you. Yeah. So, <laughs> cholesterol. Well, cholesterol's important. You know, the hormones. Yeah. And, you know, it's also important for lots of things, you know, because hormones are important in the body, creation of hormones. The science behind cholesterol is very dated in the medical world. It's Mm. like, you know, food can affect cholesterol, but marginally. We're not, you know, you're not going to change massively your cholesterol scores just by changing your diet. Yeah. You know, yeah, that helps. You know, yes, what, and what, you know, as I explained to your mum, it's not, you know, it's all to do with total cholesterol. Stop worrying about your LDL and HDL score. Look at the ratio between the two. Mm-hmm. You can have high H, uh, you can have high LDL, but if you've got high HDL, it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, and the, you know, and the triglycerides too, so. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's, and that's, it's, it's why I like a lot of the research I've been reading because it's doctors who used to think 
backdated. And then now are trying to push, you know, like you have to check all these other markers before you can tell someone, oh, you're, you know, you have high cholesterol, you're eating too many eggs, cut well, out the like eggs. Well, it's like Andy said, like you can't look <laughs> yeah, at exactly in isolation. What yeah. yeah. And then people become obsessed, though, with that. Yeah. And that's, what, and that's my, my concern. You know, yes, everyone, I think people would benefit from testing their blood glucose. Mm. But don't do it in isolation. As yeah. Yeah, you know, don't make your life just solely about blood glucose. Yeah, yeah. You know, just look at what you're eating. Look at your stressors. Look at your sleep. Then start looking. You, you know, blood glucose is, is down the line. Start getting in your big building blocks. Yeah, like your then lifestyle blood glucose, in general. Blood glucose is important, but if you know for instance, about blood glucose management, you don't necessarily even need to monitor it. If you're like, okay, so I'm going to be quite sedentary today, I probably don't need so much glucose in my diet. You know, mm. I don't need so carbs. many carbs. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm going to be going for a big hike today. Okay, I can probably afford to have a bit more, you know, carbs in my diet. You know, when I'm out, gee, out walking, have some simple, quick, quick release carbs. Mm. Those sort of things, you know, go a long way initially without having to overly stress about checking the numbers. I do think, though, blood glucose monitoring comes in play once you know everything's in place. Yeah, your overall lifestyle. Once you're you're, you're exercising, once you're Mm. sleeping well, once you're eating regularly, not skipping meals, not, you know, eating loads of takeaway. Because all you know, and then you want to be doing that for a little while to make sure you're, you're you know, you've got this nice baseline to work from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's quite nice to do. Like if you are doing some blood work, just do that HbA1c yeah. that three months. So it's not like you doing it every day. Yeah. And then you know, put into place like we said the basics, and then you can test that one again. Um, but it's yeah, I have a few clients who. who who do get a bit obsessive and it's like oh i think you know this marker is out of place i'm like regardless of that we're still working on the basics and there ain't no supplement that is going to fix that unless you've got the basics into place so i think yeah you see andy people can get so obsessive but honestly like even without doing a lot you know working on those basics that's gonna you know really help with with everything and i think people put way too much reliance on supplements um you know that are gonna somehow be be magical fixes and they have their place but you really need those basics in place but i think like like leon did say like you do so you know what you measure you can manage and i think for for many people it's a huge wake-up call when they do see some of these markers and they're like oh my gosh wow like well, like one of your clients, his blood glucose oh, yeah. was like a his seven. Was, uh, and he, 6.8 uh, And you'd be like, well, you know, you're kind of pre-diabetic there. Mm-hmm. Um, or, it, or it runs in your family. Like if it runs in your family, then it's a good idea to, you know, start start checking. And yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be obsessive or, you know, even too intensive. Yeah. But, you know, it's have an idea yeah i mean even my dad recently bought a blood pressure monitor because he went <laughs> to the doctor and it was high and i always find you know those one-off readings are not always they're not useful um so he got one to do at home and it was great and like that's that's what i've been doing as well like 
Like yesterday at the obstetrician, it was like a 140 over 70. But if I do it here at home, um, I'm like low hundreds over yeah. 60. So, you know, it's, yeah, if you if you do know things run in the family or there are issues, then it, it can be really useful to do some of these things at home. Yeah, yeah. While we're talking about, you know, we just talking about blood glucose, shall we talk about, you know, dementia? Mm. And, uh, yeah, what we're coining type three diabetes now, which is dementia, and basically it's create and dementia runs in my family. So, uh, and in fact, you know, when I got my DNA checked, I've got a, a DNA marker for you know late onset dementia, hmm. what well, just dementia, yeah. uh, and then Catherine has two types, two. Uh, the higher, even higher chances of getting it. Uh, so between us, we got very high chances. You know, if we have a child, they would have a very high chance of getting uh, dementia. But then looking at it, it's very manageable. Yeah. You know, the way it looks now is, they reckon dementia. I mean, there's still studies. It's still quite new science, as in, you know, I think there's some studies. Where, you know, the literature review sort of shows that. There's a link between insulin resistancy, yeah, which is confined to the, the brain. So the brain becomes insulin resistant, and the brain needs, yeah, the same thing needs to be able to manage the glucose and prevent glucose buildup. The glucose, yeah, and generally poorly controlled blood glucose has been linked to Alzheimer's. You yeah. know, there is, you know, there's a lot. I think. Off the top of my head, there's a two, uh, 2021 study, I was the other day, that's what I saw the other day, which stated that anyone who's had, you know, who's type 1 diabetic, who's ever had a major hospitalization or major diabetic incident, is much more, you know, likely to get dementia. The risk of dementia increases by like 20% just after one incident. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yes. because of the effect that that incident had on the brain. Yeah. You know, so, you know, long term. And that's the thing, it's like, if you look at anyone who's hypo or hyper, mm. you know, their brain clarity is just not there. Mm. Yeah. So there's a direct link between cause and effect to the brain, because, yeah, obviously the brain's using the same uh, blood and the glucose in it. And then the brain uses glucose to function and manage itself yeah. and when that's out of whack it, it stops starts breaking down in places and yeah the science is still relatively new you know, it's been it's been around for a while but like the actual drilling into it is only really just going on now yeah i think uh you all... know we've found a link a while ago and now there's a lot more studies but because studies are long term yeah to get results that's what we're kind of waiting on but um that did yes so if you've got dementia runs in your family the thing you need to be careful of is just your blood glucose management you know we talk about it for everyone but especially careful if you've got dementia in your family alzheimer's in your family you know it's just being a bit more careful probably keep your carbs lower when you're not exercising and training um yeah, it's, it's, it's a fine line because low carbs can also cause mental fogginess. So, yeah. you know, it's, you know, you need enough carbs to keep the brain happy, but 
not excessive. Bit like everything in the body, you know, we've got like, you know, uh, an ideal amount for ourselves and in what activity we're doing. It's just about trying to keep it in moderation and keep our levels in the, in the range. Yeah, because it's for like anyone who's interested in reading. I was just confirming it's called Syndrome X because it's where. So I guess it's the blood sugar. Um, yeah, you said insulin resistance, high triglycerides, and uh, we forget one. Your another marker for that is you know waist size. So if you're storing a lot of fat, visceral fat, it's also used as a. I think but waist size for, is also linked to diabetes. Yes, like two diabetes. Isn't yeah, it? So, so I think they probably link hand in hand. Yeah, as I said to you guys earlier, there's now a we've released it, and I know I was listening to something. You know, in Canada mm. and America, a nasal spray that is insulin for the brain. I think it's quite low dose insulin. And it's actually, you know, it's being marketed that like, causes mental clarity. Yeah. But, you know, the long term usage for potential insulin resistance in the brain might be useful. Mm. Mm. But, but, you know, I don't know, we probably have to see, you've probably got loads of side effects of people. Just yeah, because I'm thinking at, at the end of the day, it needs to, you still need to work on, you know, a good foundation. Because, again, if you're adding uh, insulin and you haven't tackled the issues, <laughs> they'll well, definitely be... I agree be... with you there. The problem is, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're not putting, you should be band-aiding over cracks yeah. <laughs> and wounds. But actually, you know, yeah, if you've already got insulin resistance, fine. But yes, yes. now start packing the amount of sh- sugars you're taking into your body and when, and then start using that to <laughs> spread. Deal, deal with the chronic issue. But if you mm. haven't dealt with the source, yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I find really frustrating. Like someone, you know, clients who have PCOS, because um, there's normally insulin resistance there. Like when they go to the doctor or gynecologist, it's immediately on metformin. It's like not even looking at diet and lifestyle first. I'm like, what you got there? Your berberine. Yeah, I'm like, look, berberine. Excuse metformin. Berberine, walking, yeah. the type and timing of carbs. We have a whole episode on it. Is so powerful. It truly is. And, you know, it, I just find it sad when it's, you know, People are just immediately. You can literally switch out though metformin for berberine. Studies show it's not yeah. any difference. One's just a lot better for you. Yeah, no, I, think, I can't remember. What, I was reading something that the long-term effects of metformin or what it did. I, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's just crazy, isn't it? I guess it's. But yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, and you're right. It is, and there you go. You, you, you know insulin resistance having an effect on different processes in the body but the way the medical profession set up it is to um medic you know give you the medicine and just cover it up so you become someone else's problem later (laughs) it is it's you know medicate and was it medicate and um there's a saying for it in america oh really medicate and uh, medicate and um 
definitely not eradicate. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, you're not eradicating <laughs> anything. It's eradicate. It's eradicated, uh, <laughs> yeah. separate or something. Yeah. You, know, you, just, yeah. you get someone away from the doctors. Basically, medicate them I mean, and they're at home. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to see them again. They're not your problem anymore. Yeah, because I, I think best... It's like what we're doing. Best thing we can do now is awareness, and yeah. it's we're not saying go buy all the um, uh, whatever glucometers and strips and go crazy. It's just it's just awareness. Just just understand and learn, and you know, even when you go see your doctors, which is a good thing for many people. Just don't be afraid to ask and and learn. And understand what's happening. But know. get some basic tests, and then, mm-hmm. like again, if it is in your family, then it might be worth yeah, getting a glucometer. And is that yeah. you don't have to do it every day. In this, you know, yes, you know, work with someone to help you. Like initially, you might want to do it more frequently. Then you can kind of tailor off, and just so that you, you build an awareness of your body. If you've got the money, do a DNA genetic test on your health. Where would you do that here? I think you'd have to do no, it. No, you can't. Well, I did yeah. there, but I bought a pack from the to, UK. Yeah. So uh, 23 and me. Yeah, okay. I got it in the UK. And you can send them back because it's only spit and it's like got long-term protection and the little oh, packets. Okay. Oh, okay. But just, so for instance, your brother, he could send you 23 me kits. Yeah. Take it, you send it back. Yeah, you send it to him to put into the post, his side. And, um, and we just get yeah. the post, and you get your results back in a you know a few weeks. How much is it roughly? Hundred something pounds. Like so, you get oh, not... like for me, I did um, yeah, my background, ethnic background type study, yeah. ancestral studies, plus the health one. Okay. I think it was a hundred and like hundred twenty pounds. So. Okay. Wow, yeah. So nice. if you've got. Is 23 and Me just in, in the UK or is that the States? Is... I mean, globally, yeah. Oh, yeah. Global. I've, just, yeah. I've just opened their site. A health and, uh, and Ancestry 179. You have here yeah, the 99. Pounds so you and have the pound is so strong. Well, you, they're always on sale, see. I think yeah, also I don't mind, I think on Amazon on sale. Check ah, okay. on their website. Yeah. You just got to look, but they're often on sale elsewhere. Or like ah, a, yes. A group yeah. voucher. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you never pay full price. You just yeah. got to look for them. For that, yeah, I think that's such a great thing to do, actually. I wanted to do it for Yeah, because you can check the dogs. vouchers here. <laughs> yeah. We'll check one for the dogs. We're, we're more interested. But, <laughs> well, well, DNA that. for dogs, yeah. I've done DNA for dogs. It's more expensive for humans, so... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's crazy. No, no that'll be another... Later. Uh, later. Send off to America, uh, to America or you know, wherever. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what you want. Uh, but I think that, that's, that's a really great one, Andy. Like, yeah, if you've got <clears throat> someone in, you know, who lives overseas or something, you know, that's... I mean, that's cheaper than doing a blood panel here. It <laughs> yeah. is. Well, that's, cra- that's crazy. Yes. It is. Just to put it's it expensive. into perspective. It, it should probably be at the end of all your tests. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, it's actually important, like, for people who don't know who their family are. Yeah. There's lots of people that don't don't have that family history. Can't say true, true. Oh, you know, we're asked, Oh, does this one in your family go, I don't know, I was an doctor. Yeah, true, yeah. That's... And there's a lot of that in the world. Yeah. And the reality is you won't know yeah. your family your medical history unless you do one of those. Yeah. They say, Oh, you've got genetic markers for this, this and this is like, you know, when I found out my blood glucose, it was picked up by Dr. D yeah. looking at my blood test. He goes, it seems to be an issue there. I yeah. did the DNA thing and it said, oh, you've got 
you're more prone to type 2 diabetes by like 75% or something. And that's, I remember when you did that, it was so interesting. And like, because you can easily, you know, sail through life having no idea until it's an issue later. And the thing is, some of them are like really interesting. Some of them are because things like breast cancer and stuff, Mm -hmm. where women, it always says, don't use this as a decision maker, but you take this to your primary care physician or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's all American wording. But the reality is, you know, there's, you can find out if you've got, a, say, breast cancer markers where it's best to have a mastectomy early on, go see a doctor and get the test done. Because if you have, and have a secretary test, you can have another follow-up to get it double-checked. Because then you're less, if you've got, like, because there's obviously people walking around with, like, almost 90% chance of getting breast cancer. Like, Angelina Jolie was one. She mm-hmm. had her breast removed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing. It's like, get removed, and, yeah, you can always have, you know, fake boobs put back in you know the yeah, reality yeah. is yeah. if you you can be aware of illnesses before they come up and how to mitigate in your life you know for instance you know alzheimer's high yeah. chance of type 2 diabetes you know and my body's always fighting with blood glucose hence why we probably link there's a higher rate of dementia mm-hmm. yeah, but, diabetes. yeah and just just through knowing that you you know, you understood how to uh, factor in your carbs during the day. Um, and the best thing about it, though, yeah. the best thing about 23 Me is they're always updating. Mm. So if I check back, yeah, seen... there might be, oh, we tested, we continue to test your DNA. Oh, oh yeah. The yeah. doctors are one off, and then we just update with the app that I've got on my phone. Nice. You go, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I think you. No chance of getting this, and no chance of getting that. Okay. Yeah, you, you did the. the 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 one of the tests I've just I was reading yeah, them full, they were full, yeah, and they, yeah yeah they've said they update they have their you know they keep updating for you uh, they send ways in which you can manage and I guess uh, work on it and yeah it's it's and a nice package that's really great that's and, good. and it is good like that and they're always updating and mm. and what the other part of that is it's really good it says oh you you're built for certain sports. And, mm. You've got high level <laughs> muscular endurance or whatever, just from your DNA markers. Yeah. I know genetic, um, and like genetic engineering, or I'm trying to think of a correct term, um, genetic genetic therapies are ongoing. And mm. you know, we started doing them a lot in the US and stuff, where you're turning off certain, trying to turn off certain genes in people. Turn off your myostatin. You know, it's <laughs> you know, I worry, obviously. If you turn off one gene, what's the effect? And because mm-hmm. it's new, we don't know. It's not like no. I know how the body works. Everything's linked. If you yeah. turn off one thing, something. is it going to turn on something else? Is it going to stop you from doing something else? Like, um, there's always a think, cascade of things. <laughs> who was it? Uh, Fuad was talking about it on his podcast because he's going for gene therapy. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to look at getting his myostatin. Turned yeah, off. turned off is like some. <laughs> and then that's gonna have a knock on effect because people with myostatin deficiencies don't, don't live long and don't live long yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like you know yeah it's not when they can be jacked but the guys who tend to be jacked the animals like yeah. myostatin deficiencies don't like they to live don't a long like, time because yeah. <laughs> it like, takes a lot of energy from your heart to pump yeah blood around so so muscular yeah it's, it's a lot it's, a lot of research yeah. to do yeah it's just you crazy to see you have a lot you can build a lot of muscle, but the catch is 
you build it, you'll enjoy it, but you you won't live long enough to <laughs> to have yeah. it as much as you yeah, want. Yeah, we ran so. it. It'd be great. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's like you, and it's like you've said. There's always something like as as much as it's good for science. It's like, yeah, turn off test. There'll be something. Things will happen what? over. Turn off this. Turn off that. It's yeah, there's always like, something. That's the thing. There's, there's, and the saying of that, there is nothing free in life. Nope. <laughs> Everything's quid pro quo. And I taught that this with my knee. You know, I wouldn't. Everyone's like. Oh, sorry about your knee and stuff. You know, when I tell them about the extent of it, yeah. they're like, oh, "Don't be sorry." It says quick for a quick. You know, I, I'm paying a piper for a very well lived life. I enjoyed. I want to change it because yeah. I enjoyed it so much. All the exercise and things I've done in my life, I've loved. Yeah. So therefore, you've got to pay that piper at some point. I was joking the other day. I was like, "Oh my elbow's a bit sore." <laughs> I wonder if I can get like, you know. Replacements for everything, and I said, Imagine like my body's found by again yeah. archaeologists in hundreds of years ago. Well, this what? is like an early robot man, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the prototype. It's, it's like all, all his joints are metal, yeah. All his oh joints are metal, gosh. he must be an early cyborg, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's a point, but yeah, uh, yeah, everything's got a cost. Yeah. And um, the sooner people realise that, the better, you know. Um, what I find super interesting at the moment, I'm seeing a lot of like um, people trying to get, more, you know, bodybuilders. And this is everything from amateurs. I got, you know, a guy, mate, a guy I know, Toby, Toby Richards, who's a classic athlete, very good amateur, should could get his pro card, should probably get his pro card. He, um, but he's stopped bodybuilding. He, he wants to be a stuntman or something. So he's getting really athletic. But one thing I've noticed is, you know, and he, he, I've seen it from a few people, is he's not, he looks in best shape he's ever looked for even competing. His, his muscles just not dropping. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't lean like all the time and he's doing all this rowing and yeah, running and this work. stuff. To lose muscle once you've built a lot of muscle is actually really hard. So I think... And it's possible to get back to an athletic pursuit. If you look at someone like Ian Valier, yeah, he's now retired from bodybuilding. He wants to get back into 100 meter sprinting, sprinting, track sprinting. So he's joined the track club. His body weight's kind of stuck now, 255. He's gone down from 270. I know. Initially, like initially like seven weight. kilos down. 250. That's. I mean, how yes, how tall is he? He's like 255. Yeah. He's probably short with me. Yeah, you know, I'm five ten. He's about five. Oh wow! So that's yeah. That's a lot of weight to be sprinting with. That's it's, two that's, exactly. kilos. That's why he's not actually sprinting quick, quick. Yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> the point is, yeah. the point is for him is he's increasing his athletic performance. He's yeah. doing well there, and like the increase. But the muscle's not going anywhere. It's, it's, it's probably going to start going up at some point. A bit. Well, this wow. is the point. Yeah, you go down, I reckon it'll go down a little bit, but yeah, you go back up. Then go back up. Yeah, a bit. You know, um, it's, it's a tricky it's a tricky one, but this made me think that you can still be massive and athletic. The trick is, though, to get massive first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it and is, because if you're trying to be athletic at the same time as become muscular... They'll you be, won't succeed. Yeah, you you just be fit and athletic, or you might your athletics won't even be that good because they're hindered by other stuff you're doing. Yeah. So it's all that down to, you know, choose what you want to do. Mm-hmm. If you want to put on muscle, build focus it first. On once you once you build that muscle, it's quite hard to lose. Yeah. And all these yeah. people, 
like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I've gone on holiday. I'm, it's all I'm gonna go. It's like, I'm nah. doing so much cardio, I'm losing all this muscle. It's like. It was never there, man. But it's just, it's, it's <laughs> just, yeah, that's yeah. why it was never there. Yeah, it's yeah. not muscle you're yeah. losing. <laughs> Is he still taking stuff? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but not much. He's like on. It's not bodybuilding yeah. anymore. Yeah. No, <laughs> he's gone right down. Because the point was, he wanted to leave bodybuilding while he was still healthy. Oh, okay. so good man. he's not come off completely. He wants to start a family. So yeah, he's, yeah. get a kid. So. He's, a sort of, he's just sort of lowering and lowering and. You know, he's going to decide what yeah. to do because he won't be able to compete. Yeah, and if he wants to, if he does get quick again, he, can't. he won't be able to compete in any things if he's used anything. Yeah. so mm-hmm. he would have to come off even TRT. Yeah, I don't think you can even yeah. compete with TRT and you even doctor prescribed. So. Yeah. Well, that's well, yeah, it's, that's we, really interesting. And he just loves to, I guess. But I think that. that's another maybe something we discuss. I was even thinking of just doing that on Instagram the other day, just reinforcing, like, choose your focus. Yeah. And, you know, because I have a client and, yeah, she loves cycling. We're doing a fat loss phase at the moment, but she wants to do, you know, the 10 to 4, which is a rate, yeah. a bike race here next year. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But when you do that, you have to fuel for that. You can't be doing a fat loss phase and trying to fuel yourself yeah, for performance yeah. and yeah Leona and I were discussing that we love it when our clients have those goals like p- more performance ones because you're like you cannot focus on fat loss here yeah well it's the thing it's, it's depends on you know from ourselves so you know <clears> we, like we talk about because Kat wants to do it, the Camino de Santiago which is across oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah. she's always wanted to do it I think being raised Catholic it's always quite appeared on her radar okay. yeah um so we're going to do it, but, you know, she's always moaning at me, said, if your knee hurts, we yeah. leave you there. So the fact is, we're going to wait until I have to have my knee She on. can push you and in the I'll wheelchair. That would be even harder. She says she's not doing that. I said, just drop me over a donkey or something. Yeah, like, It'd be like a proper pilgrim. It'd be like a proper pilgrim <laughs> track. you on the back of a donkey. Perfect. Um, but the fact is, like, with something like that, you could, you get, you know, you could, because it's walking, you could nutrient time it where you could be in a slight deficit and lose weight because you're not doing it against time. But if you are doing something like, say, a run, where you got to do it in a certain time or like a Tough Mudder or one of these yeah, really you're, runs you're and not. stuff, <laughs> you, yeah, you can't be as controlled. Like a walking, mm-hmm. like Camille, I was like, oh, yeah, we can go to these villages. I can plot, my, plot the route where we're going to stop based on if we've got a gym. Yeah. Mm. You know, the fact is, you know, you got to stay a certain amount of youth hostels yeah. to get a stamp to say you've done the Camino. Oh, okay. so, like, we don't have to, but we can stay in some nice hotels and get some sleep because we're a little bit, you know, I'm not a you know, poor kid anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, I'm a grown man and I can afford the odd hotel. And it, and it, some and, comfort. You know, <laughs> that's the point. It's like, yeah. you know, we're staying, you know, so I can get some good sleep yeah. and train. And then being a slight deficit, like my output would be really high. It'd be like, you know, you'd be, you'd with, your cyb- really with your side, with your thing, you work out, you work out how many steps you're doing a day. Yeah. Work yeah. out your energy expenditure, and you go, right. If I want to be a twenty percent deficit, I should probably be eating four thousand calories a day. Or something like that, because it's about we're talking about sixty thousand. Which is still four thousand calories. Is a lot if you're not used to. 
Yeah, and I do think you'll be getting a lot of protein on. That's the only thing yeah. you have to make sure you've got take lots of protein. Take your own. Throughout the day. Yeah. And it's the same if you if if you tell someone you know okay fat if you're doing fat loss phase but you're gonna be eating four thousand calories but, they'll look but at that's it's so like, slow but the point yeah. is before you don't need to perform yeah yes. no, it's, not, it's not a race yeah as soon as you have that performance element in. Your goal has to be the performance. The, yeah. Like for me, if I was to play a rugby game tomorrow, my whole day is set up around that game. Like yeah. it always was. Yeah. I'd wake up, have a lay in, wake up. My first meal, I go right. I've got so many hours before the game. What am I gonna do? Usually have a bath, loosen up the muscles, then eat, and I'd have something high protein, high carb. Right. And then just before, because I don't want to be heavy for the game, I'd have some lower carbs before the game. Yeah. Without the protein and fat. Just simple carbs just before the game. Yeah. Yeah. But the earlier meal would be something very slow digesting. I'd always, actually, first meal of the day would be always porridge and wheat a bit mixed. <laughs> oh, I've never tried Mixed that. it together. Like, so you heat in microwave. That sounds so good. Yeah, do they do honey in there? Lovely, mix. you're winning at life yeah. for that. And you put, so. you, know, full, you know, some milk in there, mm. and then you know, some say nut butter or something on toast, Yum. and mm. then yeah, some eggs or something, protein shakes. That'd be like most how I spend most mornings before a game, yeah, yeah, you know, eat right, that, you know, and because my day was then set up on winning a rugby game, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I think Nothing else really matters. I think it's just an important one to always, you know, discuss with yourself. Like, don't try and do so many things at once. It just don't, it don't work. Um, so that would be our, our advice on there. Um, and I guess just quickly, we were going to discuss our training. Yeah. Um, yeah, Andy, what are you up to at the moment? I mean, is that, I guess it's just preparing for your... Yeah, I'm seven, I'm seven kilos careful. to go. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I wanted to drop weight. Like, you know, last time I tried to drop weight, my weight actually went up. And it's like, well, yeah, not only drop weight, you know, make sure my protein's yeah. bang on and everything. My weight shot right up. I was like, huh. I look jacked. So I was going, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact is, I, I need. To, it's not even about being leaner. It's about being lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. anesthesia and everything. Like, the yeah. lighter you can get yourself, the better. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I'm keeping it really simple at the moment, mm. like training-wise. I mean, doing, you know, push-pull, mm-hmm. no legs. I do legs electri- electrically <laughs> using the EMS machine, yeah. Yeah. which are, you know, it's just amazing. It keeps my legs looking quite, you know, quite well. It's keeping my muscle there. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Because, it's, it's, you know, I do... So, yeah, so that's good. I, can, I just watch TV and stuff and have the EMS machine on. Um, occasionally, if they're feeling good, I might do a, a, a light leg session where I do just unilateral stuff. Mm. Yeah. Really light. Um, but generally, I don't do much legs at the moment. I do do calves. Like today, I'll be doing calves with arms. Because mm. I'm like, oh, I need an extra day, so I need to do something. So I've split out my arms, which makes my other two sessions shorter. Because yeah. I'm not strapping on biceps and triceps. Yeah. Push and pull. Um, so, and then, yeah, calves. And, you know, that's kind of maintaining me at the moment. Um, you know, I, I think I look all right. Um, 
Well, I see your your pics on IG. You do look jacked. Yeah, so I'm okay. As in, I'm doing well there. Uh, Obviously, the hard thing for me is I can't do any cardio at the moment. Except I've got my little Mm. bike for at work. Yeah. But that's the activity because I mean, you know, I struggle to walk more than five minutes in any direction before the knee starts like like, falling down the stairs twice because the knee just locks up. You know, so the fact is, you know, so I don't want to overdo it there. Mm. So therefore, you know, my calories have to be even low. relatively low. But you know, you try to, you know, so that's why I'm having things like protein yogurts because mm. yeah, it's just protein. You so know. what are your calories at the moment? I haven't actually. I'm keeping up with about two thousand. I think I kept them to two thousand seven hundred. Okay, so do, no, yeah, not which is low, but not. And there's a lot of people listening going, "That's not that low." <laughs> you know, that's that's low for me. Like, you know. Yeah. Like this sort of time, if I was training properly, I'd probably be on three and a half mm-hmm. to four thousand calories. Yeah, you know. So the reality is, yeah, it's, it's low. But I'm, I'm saying, you know, I'm trying to get a date for surgery, which should be within any time within three months. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking once it's done, my main plan is done, recovered, and training again. I'll try and I might link up with a new coach. Mm. I might, I'm thinking I might link up with Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, which? McNally. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I chat to him like all the time. Yeah. Um, you always chat that's like. Um, that would be up. that would be really nice. Sometimes it's nice to. Yeah, I like people I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like yeah. I like working with people I know and can just chat to. Yeah. And, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. he gives me advice. But nothing anyway at the moment. Like, no, if I ask such a question, a nice I guy. So and, I think, yeah, yeah, something like that, I would, you know, I'd look to someone like that afterwards to do a show. After that, I'll see, I'm, you know, I'm going to try, as I said, do a bit more athletic pursuits. Mm-hmm. I want to do a bit more BJJ with Kaya. Yeah. Maybe because she's, you know, she's doing it. And so, I'm, you know, I'm naturally good at martial arts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it comes naturally to me. So, I wouldn't mind doing it just for shits and giggles. Um, <laughs> but as you said, you know, it's going to be choosing one over the other, essentially. I'm not, you know, I want to do at least another show. Yeah. See, so I feel it take some time to improve general fitness and athleticism. And then if I want to do another show later, I will then switch focus. Yeah. That. You know, it's, it's a case of, you know, just seeing, it'd be first getting my leg back to movement I think bodybuilding first will be easier than going into something athletic first yeah, just build, purely because build strength muscle back build, build, it, build the muscles in the leg back up but like yeah. you know I've talked about to Scott that is already it's looking at different ways of doing legs rather than you know getting under a squat bar or a big mm. leg press you know initially what can we do yeah you know outside of that you know and so that'd be where we look, especially, you know, initially it'd be like things like just banded exercises. Yeah. But I think all the way through, I'm going to keep the, you know, the EMS machine on, just keep the muscle contracting, straightening, blood flow, you know, not within like days after surgery, but yeah. once once things are settled down after two weeks, maybe just to... Yeah, you know. just help with that recovery. Well, I think that's the, 
the only good implement of EMS, mm. implementation of EMS yeah. rather, like Recovery. not how normal, well, not I don't, normal people, how people use it normally. I think how you're using it is is good. Um, but that, it's, it's yeah, how, well, let's not yeah. go down that. It's how most athletes anyway use it and yeah. bodybuilders and I don't know where the idea of, yeah, I'm going to shock myself as I work out came, but anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. I understand <laughs> it for, so it's different settings. There is one where it's not about training the muscle, but uh, just running a current through the muscle that's not firing. So if you've yes, got a muscle yes, that just yeah. isn't been working properly, that I understand because trying to get it, just a little bit of an electrical impulse. So when, say, you're doing a, a walking lunge or something, yeah. you just fire a little bit of muscle. It's more likely to engage with the exercise if it's already got a little bit of exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time, like injury recovery. Yeah. Not like oh, I'm gonna train all day every day with this. Yeah, you and lose you weight have, with it. You have all things yeah, stuck all the way to your yeah, head. Yeah, it doesn't work. This is like what I use is actually quite painful. Mm. It's, yeah, just a, it's a small box, couple electric pads, stick it on muscle heads each end, and just go. Rrr, rrr, rrr. And it just, you know, it just causes yeah. major muscle contraction like a cramp. Yeah. Uh, but then releases painful. it before it gets too painful. Uh, so it is quite painful if you're, yeah. you're especially me, I jack it right up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like some people could just go, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Bleh. until it's there. As you get used to that pain, yeah. a little bit more. Um, but um, yeah, so, you know, and that's it. It's just like shortening and lengthening yeah. that single muscle. It should be used all over your body, do a whole training session. It's not, it was never built for that. Yeah. It's not really meant for that, you know. Yeah. And you don't actually get any benefit from it. Because mm. the people who use it say, oh, yeah, session's really hard. Well, so, yeah, you reach failure, but you could have done that without it. Mm. It's different <laughs> if you say, oh, I've got a muscle that just doesn't fire properly. Yeah. I don't have that mind-muscle connection with that. That's different. Like, that I understand. Yeah. yeah. If you've got more over your body and you do the full training session, that sense to me yeah, yeah. true true and uh yeah leon is cultivating his dad bod me nah nah enjoy i think i'm even training a bit too hard because every yeah, yeah. as soon as that baby comes your testosterone is going yeah. wow yeah i think so but it will. well it's scientific we did... it's the science my man it's yeah well, it's... It, it, it's sorry there was because we i think we were saying that with the co-sleeping yeah 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 sorry yeah, yeah carry but... on no, it's, it's, it's just weird because blood work, I think my, what was it, total? Your total is eight, 800 it doubled. And something. Almost uh, 990 yeah. something. You're, but you're like, you're being very manish at the moment. You made the baby. I know, it's like, like yeah. <laughs> and then. Good numbers. But it's, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm enjoying training. Um, but your training is it like, is brutal it you is, do yeah, super check your numbers because obviously I've talked about this before the science of yeah. when men become fathers their testosterone dropping from a biological need yeah yeah just less aggressive relax around the baby yeah I'll be interested to see if you actually do some blood work no I will yeah let's uh, do that in so. the first six months so I'd be interested to see how your numbers have changed three, yeah. three months or six months about three because okay uh, I'll I mean, because I did it, what, two months? So, essentially, before baby and mm. with baby and then see <laughs> how all that is. But, yeah, I think, I think I'll do the same thing as you because I've been planning to do a cut this whole year, but 
I do it for like three days. Yes, banana crisps maybe four just days. get in the way. And then, <laughs> cli- not the crisps, it's the cookies. <laughs> it's like, oh. The baking was happening every Sunday. <laughs> and it's not, okay, I, f- I feel okay. good, physique is good. Um, I can see a bit of the abs, like I'm in a good place. You know, hun- yeah. I'm always like that 100 kilo mark. If you're looking at weight, I don't feel too heavy. I don't feel like nice place. Yeah. I'm not complaining, but I think it'd just be nice to do a cut but to be fair i would i wouldn't i wouldn't do it on my own and i can i i have everything on phone i've done my own diet blah 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 but yeah that's the thing i'll need someone to be like wait stop cooking it's not even the cooking like just here's this what you like to eat here's the macros kind of thing because it's the same way it'd be like sunday and i'm like why the hell am i cutting again i'm gonna have three cookies and milk (laughs) So, well, what you need to do is go harder in your week. I do. It's a week and enjoy your Sunday cookies. It's just, it's just them into your diet. Yeah, but I feel I need, you I need a bit of accountability because yeah, that's I, true. I get that. Yeah, and then even that. during prep, coach myself. There's that, like you know what, it wouldn't be so bad. Like uh, when I did it with JP, I'm like, it wouldn't be so bad to just have someone where I go in and they're like, okay, now change this, and I'm like. Yeah, cool. you don't need to think as yeah, much. No, yeah, no, I like that. There's yeah. no thinking and accountability. Yeah, because yeah, now, like yeah, because I'm doing the same thing as you. Push, pull, legs, arms, yeah. um, cardio in between. So Yeah, you're be better fair, at your cardio now. Yeah, good. would be nice because, same, I, I guess it's just no plans on competing and I'm, I would like to enjoy other stuff, you know, maybe a bit of football here, a bit of... Even if it's touch rugby, boxing, like whatever, just other things. So it would be nice to have someone to help with that. So do you'll have a child soon to do that? Man. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like it'd be nice yeah, as she grows up. Fit. You want to be yeah. a fit. Dad. Yeah, as she yeah. as she grows yeah. up, just I feel yeah, like that's thing. Like with a body, but you want your child to see you succeed. So yeah, I think that's yeah. true. Like, it is. Like, Could be. Kaya's, Kaya's too young. Uh, you know. You know, born too late in my life to see me at the height of my athletic prowess. But yeah, yeah she seen me get medals for bodybuilding and stuff, and seeing dedication. So I think that's still She's important. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know, so. it's, it's good for her to see. Yeah. Like any kid to see, mm-hmm. you know, dedication from a parent to achieve anything. You know? Yeah. And if you can make it, so like yeah, as I say, like even a bodybuilding show, then seeing how dedicate dedication works. If you focus yeah. on something, yeah, you, you know, and you you can make you can achieve great stuff. You know? Yeah, because I'm sure, I'm sure watching my dad play and do well for Kenya and everything. Yeah, yeah it, it made me. I guess that's why I went into football. Obviously, I was good at other sports, but you're, it does. Yeah, you get a certain discipline and like desire to, to yes. push yourself, challenge yourself. Yeah. Competition is yeah. an inherent competition. I mean, the idea of humans are yeah, we you are think competitive. Your dad saying, <laughs> saw your dad and was like, well, that's what it takes to be yeah. a competitor. Yeah, yeah, but the mindset, you know, and. And who, which kid doesn't want to emulate their parents initially until we learn to hate you? And I, <laughs> and I, let me go back to loving you. There's a yeah. period. And I think human nature is competitive nature, man. Whether we like it or not, you know, from hunting and gathering days to now yeah. being on stage or in the field, it's the same way. Like, I, I don't know many rugby players, but now when I'm watching the World Cup, it's, there's that, oh, 
I used to, I could, I could run like that or I used to play like this, that. You know what, this is, it's nice to watch and it's fun like when we go watch and you're seeing kids watching and enjoying their parents. And I think that's why I'd like to get into back into sports and stuff, just just to have that with yeah. with uh, know, like baby girls. I was talking about yeah. learning to play rugby recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> quickly sign up to a club before she can back out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Quick. Before <laughs> she changes her mind. I don't think she realises it's a winter sport. It's that's why I can wear shorts all year round in the UK. I always laugh. Yeah. Oh. When you've grown up playing rugby in freezing cold, you know, we weren't allowed to wear tracksuit bottoms back it, when I was playing rugby. You like, in your shorts. You know, for training, like, coach would be like, why are you wearing tracksuit bottoms? You know, you get, get your shorts on and you get out there. And you were, you know, a longer sleeve training top on or something, but you, you had to wear. Yeah, you have your cold treatment. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Good old remember, UK. Yeah. I remember hailing so bad on the pitch. The ref made us get off the pitch and go for cover. It was like, it was on the pitch called St Mary's in Bristol. Yeah. Very high pitch on the hill. Yeah. We had to jump over a wall and the ref was almost throwing me over because he was getting <laughs> hurt by these massive Why? hailstones. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, and then we went back to playing and like two minutes later once it had passed. It was yeah. Like, yeah. Those were the days. Like, we never can like, nowadays you cancel games when the ground's a bit frosty. What we used to do is you get both teams to line up in a row and, and trample the ground up and down. To the side oh, the as you go, yeah, as you walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like this. Oh, <laughs> my God. Play, play. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what are you? Are you going to... Well, mm-hmm. I guess Clea can't do a cut with me anyway, so she'll be the I'm coach. Not, yeah, no. yeah, she'll be She's my got coach. Jobs to be doing. She yeah, that's what I'm saying. Perfect. Yeah, have yeah, a, well, it's, uh, have my coach looking after I the baby. Coach. No that's what I'm saying. Like, looking I... after the baby. I, yeah, probably. I'll, I'll, I'll do a cut because I, I feel like I want to get leaner and just watch, watch this space. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that point. Like, it's what Andy said. Like, unless I. Uh, like losing muscle is not so it'd be nice to just cut a bit and but now's the time before sleep yeah i get oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you've got four weeks four to six weeks you no, I pl- yeah, so just, i'm gonna go and just... give away all the biscuits i just made no 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 which made me no, late no, to the don't, podcast don't, yeah after yeah start tomorrow yeah start tomorrow <laughs> start on monday it's like yeah. don't, don't touch the biscuits don't touch uh, the <laughs> yeah but yeah we only have four to six weeks to go which is crazy yeah, crazy. Um, how big is the baby now? 2.2 kg? She's 2.5. 2.5. Yeah, she's 2.5 wow. as of yesterday. She's, she's coming out 3.5. That's bigger than I think. Well, Kaya was about that when she was born. Wow, okay. <laughs> so yeah. all the little new, cute newborn things I got, I'm like, I don't think... That's actually heavier there. than Kaya was Wow, okay. I was born at bang on £5. The 2.5 would be, yeah, like well, five. yeah, she's, she's a big, she's a big girl and, uh, I, I definitely wow. starting to feel it. Like even in my training a lot, I just do a lot of body weight now, um, which it's a big old bump now. It's like a big walking. old bump. Um, but I can still, I still do, I do my 10 K steps daily, do 45 minutes mm. of cardio twice a week. And just a lot of my training now is yeah, body weight and a lot of. It's just making room, active. making room in yeah. the pelvis. So there's a well, lot that's of. That's what I was going to say. Like yeah. right now, training can take, you know, like specific training takes a back seat for more general activity. Just being active and being healthy and fit and doing yeah. what you can to make your yeah. birth the best in your body to be most optimal for yeah. 
It's true, oh, and it's not pushing, like, I'm really like, I don't need to use that weight. Just whatever, you know, feels good. It's generally 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you then... You've got to be careful now when you get into that sort of pre-birth stage where relaxing, your old hormone kicks in and you're, you know, you are, you know, hyperextend your joints too much and yeah. it cause Any... know, injuries for later. Yeah, exactly. And luckily, like, Everything still feels good there. Nothing, nothing. You know, I, I'm I'm very good at listening to my yeah. body and what feels good or not. But it's yeah, you can yeah, just just walking up our driveway, huffing, huffing and puffing. So it's, but it's it's. I think it's just been for me anyway, so beneficial to to just just keep going, especially when you just want to lie down. But, but you know, just being upright is so good to get your baby in a good position. Like yeah. if you're lying back on the couch, that's not great, sadly. Um, so like even when I'm sitting down, it's like oh, you know, I just, I just like to sort of lie back. But you know, you do want to be, the more upright you are, the better. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's it it can be quite tiring. But I mean, in terms of, of of nutrition, it's really weird because I find eating is such a chore. <laughs> like I'm hungry, but it's such a chore. It's you know it takes me about half an hour to eat a meal, um, but it's yeah I I average around two thousand five hundred calories, um, yeah and then I think so like now is eight kilos above my post uh, pre pregnancy weight no but the, hers is what when I've eaten oh. I do ah okay okay yeah, yeah so. And, and yeah, like I, I just do my blood sugar every morning and it's, it's really like, sometimes it dips into the high threes, which for me is so low. So it's, it's yeah. been very interesting how, yeah, for me, pregnancy, it's actually come down. Um, yeah, which, which can obviously happens, you know, you're in two camps, Jeremy, in pregnancy, there's people with high blood glucose and people with really low because being low is probably testament to your activity levels and for, you're moving around a lot, but you're burning for a lot more glucose to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That's the reality. It's, you know. And I don't, I don't actually eat that many carbs either. Okay. I do do manage them quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's, that is the... You're going to need to start carb loading. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, carb loading for birth. I was just thinking, I'm like, well, the midwife is coming tomorrow. We'll start, we're going to start planning. So I was like, Leon's going to be in charge of snacks. And I was like... Can you almost you... need to... In the last few days, I was just thinking this, like, as we were speaking, make sure your carbs are a bit higher because the last thing you want to do once you actually go into labour is probably eat. Mm. And then if it's a long labour, women get tired out and just get, just can't push anymore, can't do it. They're tired because they can't eat. So, yeah. No, it's, it's true. I think that's a good point. And then also, like, just having, yeah, like bananas, coconut water. Like easy to eat snacks, smoothies. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It is, but a lot of it goes. A lot of the pre-play goes out the window. Because if you start feeling a bit queasy from it all, you don't put anything in your mouth. You'd be almost actually. You'd be better off making sure there's some sort of liquid, mm-hmm. um, glue. Not glucose, but oh, well, maybe glucose. It depends how tired you get. But liquid um, energy, like food. Yeah. You know. Coconut water's great. Because yeah. I think you get that down, you know, rehydration. Yeah. You get those electrolytes in. But 
you know, this is the thing we're talking. You know, pregnancy in giving birth is a massive athletic endeavor for the female body. It's it's huge, and, and I think like you say, like, and in a lot of hospitals they don't let you eat, which is crazy because you, yeah. you know, if you're laboring for days, you know, a lot of women like do end up having cesareans because they well, just get tired out. You, 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 yeah, you're exhausted. Them. So Pretty I mean, that's just tired. You know? Yeah, that's what. Uh, what I mean, is... It works two ways because if you go in and you're unfit when you oh yeah yeah start your pregnancy and your fitness goes downhill when it comes to actually labour. Yeah, as I said, it's a massive athletic pursuit. And you're suddenly asking someone who probably doesn't do a lot of exercise to suddenly run a marathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you're like, oh, God, I'm going to run this marathon. It's it's not going to, yeah, we're going to be knackered all the time. So, yeah, with that, you know, things like look for, you know, things like jelly babies and stuff just quick yeah uh, quick um, quick hits yeah. yeah absolutely bit of protein, yeah, a bit like protein when you're bodybuilding you want those spikes. really quick carbs yeah. quick carbs before you pump up we'll yeah. have the snack station uh yeah no we'll definitely plan you always want to do it as i said like every like every day over the last few days just make sure you're prepared to, to, to you have a start of day like eating at the start of the day go right it's day just... of the day i'm gonna have <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna imagine we're getting big games coming up. Yeah, yeah. Come on, we're bits of porridge. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, I'll be thinking of you, Andy. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Game. yeah. Oh gosh. Big game. Uh, Middle of scrum. Andy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up that episode there, and um, yeah, we'll be back for season eleven, and not too sure when. Andy might have a new knee, new elbow. Don't know well, what. Well, you're probably not. You know, probably not by then. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, there yeah. might be a little, a little, uh, someone else here joining us. Yeah, but that's the. Might be sleeping <laughs> in the back with the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> no, she might be. As we podcast, she might be uh, sleeping in the back of the dog's house. Oh, the first few months, I gloriously sleep all the time. It's after yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it can get a bit hectic. Well, yeah. so. All right, well, we hope you've all enjoyed the season and found some episodes useful. And we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the next season.